Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our podcast. As if you just started our podcast like that. What? That's how you're supposed to do. You big intro and everything. No, we start like you just talk normal. Oh. All right. Whatever. Well, anyway, welcome to our podcast, everyone. I'm Chris Nashley. I'm Stuart. And on this podcast, we're going to be inspiring, educating, and motivating all the hair beauties out there so you have more success behind the chair. We're going to talk a little bit about how we met and how we got started in the industry and, you know, how we got to where we are now. And hopefully that does all of those things, inspires, motivates, and helps with your career behind the chair. Yeah, 100%. I definitely agree with that. So talking about a little bit about ourselves, how did we meet? Well, uh, I guess it would have been a hair show, September 2010, right? Yeah, no, for sure. It was a hair show that we were volunteering at. It was one of those things that we were asked to volunteer show, I guess, to kind of like, I guess, vet us in a way to make sure that we weren't completely crazy um, so that we could go on to educate for this company. Yeah. And it was, it was for sure, about making sure that we were the right fit for them and that um, they were the right fit for us. And uh, as it turned out, it was perfect. And so we met at that hair show and were invited to educator training less than six months later. Um, Yeah, for sure. So I think January of 2011 is when we started our educator training and that's when we kind of started a friendship with each other. Yeah. It kind of, I guess it kind of started out of the mutual love for hair and the respect for each other. The fact that we both had so much passion in this industry. Yeah. And it had been, you know, when I, when I first met Chris, when I first met Kristen, I was as tongue tied then as I just was a second ago. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I was attracted to how beautiful she was, but when I realized how passionate she was for the industry and um, realized that her enthusiasm for it for it matched my own, it became really obvious that it was going to be more than just a friendship. No, 100%. I think that we agreed. I think one night like of the actual training, we sat in the hotel like lobby bar, and we were just sitting there talking about like all of our aspirations and inspirations and everything else that we had for the industry. And I think that was like a moment where like, yeah, this is, this could be something more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so then flash forward years later and we're married now for seven years, almost almost seven years, seven years in February, which is exciting. Um, we're going to spend our seventh anniversary in Hawaii, which we do. We've been doing almost every year now, yep. which we absolutely love it there too. It's a big part of who we are and what we love as well. But yeah, it's, I can't believe it's been seven years. Just about. Yeah, that's so crazy. And in that time, career-wise, Kristen has become part of the national guest artist team for Goldwell. North American guest artist team. Thank you. Pardon me. No, I don't want to correct you on that. But yeah, it is something that I'm super, super excited about because it is something that's, I've worked really hard to get where that is. And sometimes I feel like talking about it or saying it out loud almost feels like I'm boasting about myself, but I have to remember like, no girl, you work hard for this. Like it's okay to say it. Right. Yeah. Uh, And, and it does take a lot of hard work. It's, it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of time. It's a huge commitment just in terms of, um, you know, Kristen made mention of the fact that we've spent the last few years in Hawaii, but she also didn't mention that the last two years she was away either teaching or, um, in educator training during our anniversary. So for, for the previous two years, we spent that time apart and it's something that we handle, I think quite well because I have no intention of getting in the way of what she wants because it's the same thing I want. 
No, hundred percent. And I think like having your, your support and your respect behind that is awesome. And I definitely like when I agreed to these things, I mean, the educator training is one thing I, it was kind of a, you had to go. I didn't really have a choice in that matter. But when I took on the one program and I signed that contract, we had a discussion beforehand saying like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And then we just thought, you know what? We can celebrate our anniversary on another day. And that's what we did. We actually went and had lunch earlier that day, had an amazing lunch together. And then he drove me to the airport so I can get on my flight to go teach a class. Yeah. And and it really does become about um, supporting one one another, uh, you know, in the goals that we have for our careers, because we know exactly what it feels like to have it be, pardon me, that important to us because we are both so passionate about what we do. Yeah, no, for sure. Do you want to, so, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about our wedding because I know I get asked this all the time because our wedding, we had the worst weather, the worst weather. And I know we got married in February, got married February 10th of 2013. And usually people say, you know, winter weddings, you're risking the weather. And we're like, yeah, but we really wanted this winter chic kind of vibe. Yeah. And we also wanted it to be far enough away distance wise from where we live because we didn't want to have to invite as many people. We wanted to keep it very, like the numbers very, very small. Yeah, that's a definitely a pro tip for those of you out there. If you make your wedding like five to 10 hours drive away from where you live, it doesn't have to cost the people closest to you a fortune to get there. But it also means that most of the people that would have been offended if you didn't invite them are all of a sudden like, oh, that's good that I didn't get that invitation because I didn't want to do that drive anyways. No, exactly. A hundred percent. And we also didn't want to get married somewhere like an all-inclusive or like a beach resort because we are both like so pale and we would be lobsters by the time we came to our yeah. wedding day. Pink and white doesn't look No, not at all. So when we decided to get married in Ottawa, which is like Canada's capital city, and we decided to get married there because actually on our first date, Stuart had taken me to Ottawa, which I know sounds super extravagant. Um, which he is, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but we decided like, why don't we, why don't we get married in Ottawa where it kind of all began? It's also only a five hour drive from where we're from. And that meant that our closest friends and family could drive there versus have to like fly somewhere, which kept the cost down. And yeah. also we were able to get like a really good deal in the hotel, which also kept the cost down for everyone else arriving there. Yeah. And it, it would have worked out great if it hadn't been the storm of the decade. It was like Snowmageddon. That- that particular weekend yeah Yeah, it was horrendous mm-hmm. I think from what I remember we met your parents at Yorkdale Mall that morning because they were coming down from up north and they were picking up my dress and they had the cake in the car and they had your suit and they had every single thing for the wedding in their car and they were driving to Ottawa and then we were going to fly because we were flying straight from Ottawa to Mexico for our honeymoon so we thought we're not going to drive we'll fly so we met your parents we dropped off everything with them it was so hard to get up there because it was just snow everywhere like the city was pretty much shut down some of our closest friends were supposed to leave that same day by the time everyone got to ottawa took his parents what 13 15 hours i think it was 15 hours 15 hours to take a five-hour drive and at one point they ended up in a ditch because the 401 the highway was closed which like never happens so they had to take side roads to get there and because there was so much snow they couldn't tell where the ditch and where the road kind of met so they ended up in a ditch at one point, which was yeah. crazy. Yeah, and we were the only flight uh, out of Toronto that even left that day, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, and we were delayed, 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 yeah, delayed. It took us about five hours to get there. We were so fortunate because 
the uh, restaurant that we had booked for um, our rehearsal dinner was in the same boat as we were. So we called when we called them to tell them that we weren't going to make it, they were super accommodating, super lovely. No, that was, yeah, that was definitely really great because in the end we were supposed to have a rehearsal dinner that night and it ended up getting canceled because no one could make it. Yeah. So turns out the next day, so this is the Friday night, Saturday, everyone got there by Saturday. It was beautiful, sunny, gorgeous outside. It was cold. Like we were like minus 30 degrees Celsius. It was so, so cold, but at least it was sunny, which was really nice. And we were able to do, we basically just ate through our wedding. We went out for brunch, got back, changed, went for lunch, got back, changed, went and uh, skated on the canal because in the winter, the canal uh, freezes over in Ottawa and you can skate on it. So we went skating on the canal, ate more food. We had beaver tails, which if you guys aren't from Canada, they're basically like... It's not the tail of an animal. No, they're like a pastry covered in like cinnamon sugar. They're so good and it's deep fried. And so we had more food and then we ended up having our bachelor bachelorette parties at night which essentially was just having a couple drinks with some friends um and then at like three in the morning everyone came to my room we ordered more food slept for a few hours got up the next morning got married like it was just a weekend of food and it was fabulous but that snow like snowstorm definitely set us back a little bit yeah for sure definitely made a memorable experience definitely yeah so pro tip you guys get married in the winter one it is more cost effective I will say that, but two, you are risking snowmageddon if you're in Canada, which happened to us. Yep. <laughs> How did you start in the industry? What like what drew you to hair? Um, I kind of fell into it almost accidentally, although when I put the pieces all together later, it made so much sense that it was the perfect job for me that it's amazing that I hadn't considered it before. But really, uh, I had a friend who kind of encouraged me to go in this direction and he introduced me to the person I work for now. Easy peasy. Just like that. Yeah. I think for me, it was, I had always wanted to do something within like the arts industry, I guess you'd say. I was looking at one point being like an art teacher or like a fashion designer. And with an art teacher, you have to go to school for like a long time. (laughs) And I was like, Oh no, that's not going to be me. And then for fashion designer, I realized that unless you just make it big, which you may or may not, you end up being like a seamstress or you end up sewing all the patterns. And I don't like to sew at all. I like to design. So that just didn't feel like a good fit. So I actually did a co-op placement through my high school at a hair salon. And within like two weeks of starting that co-op placement, they hired me to be like Saturday shampoo girl. And I basically just kept working there and did my apprenticeship. And yeah, sort of the rest is history from that. Yeah. When I look at the way I started in the industry, because uh, you take care of people, because you get to be artistic, because you get to interact with people all day, every day, um, and because I get to work with my hands all the time, really, when I look at all of the things that I had done before that, all of the things that I had gravitated towards, hair was the perfect uh, collection of all of those things together to make me to make this the industry that was just absolutely perfect for me. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that for me, it's like, I wanted to be an art teacher. Well, now I'm a North American guest artist, so I get to teach as well. 
and I wanted to be a fashion designer, but now I create collections and I do competition work, which also fills that void in my life. Like, I feel like for me, all these little extra avenues besides just behind the chair really helps fill all the different needs that I have. Yeah. And that's why, that's why if you have any sort of passion for hair, um, absolutely keep doing it. Absolutely keep uh, working towards whatever your goals are. And maybe if you're not in the perfect fit in terms of salon environment or maybe even like avenue of the industry, there's so many more. You could do editorial styling. You could do session work. You could do hair or makeup on a movie set. You could do all of these things um, that still are engaged with the industry, but just going in a different direction than the typical standing behind the chair, if that's not your thing. A hundred percent. But then there's also like, you could do that and you could, add in all these other things too. It's absolutely there's so many different avenues. And that's what I love about the industry is that there's so many different ways that we can fill our passion. Yeah. And you can even create your own balance. Like for both of us, um, we changed our schedule so that we're not behind the chair 35, 40, 50 hours a week. Um, we're on a typical week less than that. Now, of course, in a typical week, we do end up working something like six, sometimes even seven days a week, just doing, hair plus photo shoot, hair plus teaching, hair plus whatever else. But, you know, because it's what we love to do all the time, it doesn't feel like work in the same way. No. And I mean, I just got finished 10 days straight with no days off. And in that it was, I needed to work four days in the salon. And then I took four days teaching and then another four days in the salon. Um, or was it three days? I can't quite remember, but it was something like that. And it was a lot but I absolutely love doing it. And I think if it was fully 10 days of just behind the chair, it would have been too much. Or if it was fully 10 days of just teaching, it would be too much. But because I was able to change sort of my hats that I wear in between, I think that kind of like gave me a new energy and new life when I was doing it. So yeah. I didn't get too drained out either. So do you have like a pro tip for someone starting in the industry? Like one tip, like one thing that they could use that would keep them motivated throughout this journey? Um, I think, I think the biggest thing from my perspective is don't lose sight of the fact that you get to help people. Uh, for me, that's been always my most important focus. And yet I can acknowledge that there are many people that don't get into the industry for that reason. Like for me, for me specifically, my, my attraction was taking care of others. Uh, and yet I'm also aware that there are people that I don't think for whom at least that is not their primary focus. Like I would say, and I, you can tell me if this is correct or not, Kristen, but I don't think that's your primary focus, even though it's important to you. No, it's definitely very important to me. And I want to make sure everyone's happy in my chair, but it wasn't my focus being like, I want to go into this so I can help people. It's, I wanted to go into this cause I wanted to fill that void in my life. I wanted to have that artistic, um, outlet essentially. Right. And being able to help people was just like a really awesome, I guess, like byproduct of, that. Byproduct of yeah. it. Yeah. And the moment that a client leaves your chair, that they're so excited for their color or their cut or whatever it may be. And they've never been able to see this on them before. And they're just overjoyed with what their new look is. It is so fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I, I really encourage if you are pursuing something in this industry, um, even if you don't feel like you found the right fit for you right then and there, stay close to your motivation for what attracted you to it in the first place and start to look at the 
people in places that you think have what you need, what can offer you the, the people in places that can offer you the things that you need in order to further your career. And then just stick to it. For sure. I'd say like my pro tip is educate. Never stop educating yourself. I mean, this industry is ever evolving and there's so much education out there. And nowadays clients are just almost sometimes almost more educated than the stylists themselves. Um, and that shouldn't happen. It really shouldn't. The stylist always needs to be more educated and because there's so much information out there, we need to keep on top of it. So something I like to challenge like myself at least to do every year is to challenge yourself to take at least one course like one full course, you have to be outside of the salon once a season and try to take something, whether it be a business building seminar or a webinar or a podcast you listen to or whatever it may be to help uh, bring more success for yourself, whether it actually be a cutting demo or a coloring demo, or if it just be something about business, try to do one of those once a month because there's tons of free education out there. So you can continue to do that at least once a month. Once a month. Wow. That's very busy. Well, just even if you just listen to a podcast or like watch a webinar or a YouTube video, like one a month, like that's only 10 minutes or maybe 20 minutes out of your time and it will just help motivate you. But if you set that goal for once a month, if one month you get to like 12 of them and the next month you only get to one, at least you're kind of like, you're ensuring that you're trying to hit your goal of at least once a month. I think that's a great suggestion. Keep in mind too, that even if what you get isn't something that you can share with your guests that are sitting in your chair, the fact that you can talk about the fact that you're educating makes it sound like you're more interested, makes you sound more focused, and makes it easier for them to trust you. So all of these things, even if it's you know an intangible thing that you're not going to share with your guests, it's all things that are going to help you behind the chair. And for them, it's going to help them them to trust you because they'll see that you're motivated as well. Well, I know that for you, you started this older than I did. I started mine at a younger age. I think I was 16 when I started my co-op placement. And when I started actually taking clients a few years later, it was it was so hard for me to get past the fact that I was young or for the client to get past the fact, because even though I did have some talent, yes, I was nowhere near where I'm at now, but I was, I did have some like natural talent going into it. They couldn't see past the fact that I was new and my age. So for me, education gave me confidence and it also helped me explain to the client what they were seeing, what they weren't seeing and help them give them exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. And it's amazing. Once you have that confidence, you can have um, a conversation with a guest, a guest who's sitting in your chair, uh, and consult with them in a way that makes them feel completely at ease right away, regardless of whether they've ever met you before or not. Because you can draw from so many different uh, places to give them the thing that they're looking for. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So this is going to wrap up our first episode of this podcast. We are so excited that you guys decided to tune in and hopefully you guys got a little bit of something understanding who we are and what we're going to bring to the table. We have so many ideas for upcoming podcasts and we can't wait to share and inspire every single one of you. If you guys go over to Instagram, if you guys want to follow us, we do have married to hair, our uh, Instagram handle, as well as we have our own, we have Stuart photo and we have KA hairstylist, so for our own as well. They're all linked through the Married to Hair Instagram channel. So you guys can go there, check it out, and yeah, we hope to hear back from you guys again yeah, soon. drop us some comments and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. If you have any subjects that you're interested in, we'd love to know about it. Exactly. 
Awesome. So thanks so much for dropping by and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye everybody.